0: Alrighty and welcome to the best podcast out there Who wears the pants And today we have a very, very special guest We have Jody Sweeten on the podcast today
1: Yay. Hey! Hi, you guys. How Thank are you? Uh, so much. I am wearing pants in honor of this podcast. Oh, wow. good. Which is not something that I always do on Zoom. So you're welcome. And <laughs> we got oh, a little matching not. going
2: on with a pink little red, pink vibes. Yeah,
1: I like that. We're in a we're in mm-hmm. a little vibe. I love
2: yeah. a good matching sweatsuit. I I live in those things. It's it's hiding my 32 week belly right
1: now. Uh,
2: <gasps> you know,
1: <laughs> I I thought I saw, but you know, this, there I am not gonna say anything Thing, I have. That's we don't do that now. You're very smart because uh, I
2: I made that mistake. um I asked someone stupidly, and it wasn't true. It mm-hmm. wasn't true. So
1: yeah, yep. <laughs> you know I did that once when when I was young, and then over the years I've just learned. Even if you think that they are, don't don't ask because also after I had kids and I learned like once I wasn't, but I still looked like I was. Yeah. I was like don't don't <laughs> ask that question. Don't ask that question. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you look fabulous. Uh, Congratulations! Thank
2: you. Thank you so much. Um, so we're so excited to have you on, and there's so much to talk about. I feel like our audience probably knows you as. Where where, were they, where would they know you
1: from? Where would they? You think? Um. <laughs> well, I was uh, the voice of Sally. Uh, and the Pe- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was the voice of Sally on the Peanuts as a child. But No I don't think way. Many people know that. No. Know. But, yeah. Wow. For like a Christmas special or something. I don't even remember which one it was. But it was like a 1985 Christmas special. I was the oh voice my God. Of, of Sally. That's amazing. Uh, some people may know that, but most people would probably know me as Stephanie Judith Tanner from Full House and uh, the sequel Fuller House. Uh, on netflix like
2: you re- you were on yep. my you were on my tv screen all time ta- like all day every day like i remember i like, w- even when you turned it off i was still
0: there, was of there you just staring.
1: and
2: it's so crazy yeah, yeah.
1: when when did the show start do, do we it
0: was 87
2: well we started
1: filming in 85 yeah. it aired in 86
2: and how old were you how old were you then five you started at five years old. Now, how
1: how do you do that? I started in the business before that, at like around four. Um, I started doing commercials and stuff. I did my first guest appearance on a TV show at almost four. Almost, excuse me, almost five, and then got cast from Full House after doing that episode. Yeah, uh, and started doing the show just after I turned five years old. So What is
2: it like? And like I said, how like how do you get started in that? Were you you're born and raised in Los Angeles, right? In LA. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Land. If you're anything like most people, setting grand resolutions for the new year never works. It all feels super daunting. Try this instead. Start small and think about all the little habit changes you can make one step at a time. That is why Blue Land is perfect because they make it so easy to start a new low waste lifestyle. No massive overhaul of your routine, just tiny changes that add up to a huge impact.
1: Um, you know, I was born and raised in LA, but I was not. I do not come from a family of entertainers. No one in my life grew up in the business. No one had, you know, any attachments to the business or or, or anything like that. I grew up uh, in Orange County, so a little bit south of LA. Um, and I was a really precocious kid. I, you know, I was uh, adopted a uh, little after my first birthday, and I have amazing parents, Janice and Sam, who have just been, they they have been the best parents I could have asked for. And they really encouraged me when, you know, I was little and I loved performing. I loved dancing. I was three and a half years old. And, you know, in my first dance recital, I was like in the second row and didn't think the first row I was quite cutting it. So I decided to move them out <laughs> of the way and come on at the front. And I think that my mom was like, at that moment, I thought, hmm, maybe she should do commercials or something. She obviously is enjoying yeah. being on stage. Um, but yeah, I started doing that. And then I did, you know, print work, like little catalogs and things at like four and did my first commercial. I did an Oscar Mayer hot dog commercial. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, I love hot dogs. an Oscar <laughs> Mayer commercial. And then I did a really successful Sizzler all you can eat commercial. Oh. Oh. Um, I did. Yeah, I did a lot of commercial four, and work. And you, you loved it at four years old. You knew like this. I loved it. I wanted to do it at, at three and a half or so. Mm-hmm. I, I started reading also at a really early age. Yeah. So um i was like i skipped kindergarten i was reading really uh advanced for being four or five years old mm-hmm. uh, i loved it it was all i wanted to do all the time and it's still kind of that way <laughs> uh but yeah i so i was i was bright i could and i i looked young but i could memorize lines i could read a script i could take direction i could do all those things even though i was only five years old so um i i wound up working a lot and you know, it just sort of turned into this thing where my mom was like, I mean, okay, I guess we'll, you know, let's try this. And then that would go. And we know, oh, well, I guess, okay, let's keep going. And, you know, I just, I came alive when yeah. I was on set. And yeah. to this day, I, I, it's the place I feel most at home. I just love it. I love the excitement and the energy of it. So, um, yeah, I, I started I my that- career at
2: three and a half. No, that's amazing. I love that you say that because there's a lot of um, things online where you see like, oh, um, people getting their children in at a young age. And it's like, you don't understand there's children that want to do it. Like
1: they, right. genuinely... my, my parents were always like, even on full house. Yeah. I I lived in orange County. I had a normal life to this day. A majority of my friends are not in this business or if they are, they're not necessarily in front of the camera. Like I, I like my life pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents did too. And so I would You know, go to regular school in the morning when I was doing full house and then go work in the afternoon. And I went to a public school like I had my foot in normal life and normal kids. And my parents always said this stuff doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you don't really grasp that. But it was something that they always prepared me for was this. This isn't going to last forever. There is a life outside of this and after this. And you need to know how to operate in that world, too. Yeah. And always told me, like, look, if you hate this and you don't want to do this and it's you know, and you're like, I don't want to go back next season. Like. We will talk, we will figure it out, but I never felt that way, you know, it was but I knew that it wasn't like I knew my parents didn't want it more than I did. It wasn't like I was dragged or miserable, like I love what I did. So I was one of the few kids I think that really did get into this business at such a young age and was like no no I was fully on board with it (laughs) yeah it's not like it was like a
2: dance mom, like the dance moms have you seen that (laughs) no 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 (laughs) right and I feel like that a lot of people think that like they think oh you started young it's always going to be that dance mom situation and it's truly not well
1: right and and I'll be to be honest I actually I'm friends with Jojo and her mom and Maddie and Mackenzie and Melissa and it's of course what you see on dance moms is ridiculous but anyway but (laughs) it's there that I have been in this business so long and it's so unfortunate when you see I mean you see the parents particularly almost now in the era this post Disney post Nickelodeon like you know career train to pop superstardom tunnel that people see yeah um and you see these like young preteens and their parent on set who is the parents right next to the camera, and you know, talking with everybody on set. And, and my mom was like, "I am here. I'm making sure you're safe and you're taken care of. There's a social worker here that you know, and this yeah. teacher that I trust. Yeah. There's I will come down and sit in the audience, but like, you can tell yeah. there are the parents that are like, I need to be as close to the camera as possible because this is really what I want. And did you? Experience yeah, my parents that, were never that way.
2: Did you experience that like on set with other? not not necessarily not any- full house just like in general when I you've been working I would definitely
1: say yeah not not any of the like regular cast members on full house but mm-hmm. of course you would see it with you know guest stars and stuff that would come on and you yeah. would and you'd be like oh man this uh, this feel you know and even as a kid yeah. I could recognize it when a parent was standing off stage and saying the lot, you know and like <sighs> my mom was just not doing that my yeah. mom was like you Go do your thing and if you need me i'm here and i'm yeah. always available and she would sit and watch but it wasn't like she was desperate for yeah. it or wanted to perform my mom is yeah. like i she didn't want to speak at my wedding recently <laughs> she's like i do not like it it's not my thing so and i feel you know like, they were just supportive of me
2: and i feel like um i'm not <clears throat> to your ex- the extent but um i got into modeling at a younger age i was like 13 and okay i could not have my mom on set with me i was i would get in I'd get like nervous, right. embarrassed. I I shied right. like and she was the same way. She was always to the side, would drop me right. off. Obviously, I wasn't as young. Right. But like, did you ever get like nervous going?
1: It's so funny that it's so funny that you say that because I didn't as much like on full house. It was just kind of whatever, and my mom was always around. But as I got older, and once full house ended, and I was like 13, going to high school and still kind of auditioning, but also kind of like, I just like actually being at school all day, like even past lunch and having sort of the normal teen experience, but I would still audition. And I, it was that like, do I, don't I, it's all I've known, but I do love it. And, you know, I remember my mom like driving me, you know, we still lived in Orange County back and forth to LA on auditions. And she'd be like, let's run lines. And I was like, Oh my God, no, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. Like I was so <laughs> embarrassed and I get it now I have 14 and 12 year old daughters and they, my younger one, especially, like she sings and she's in a musical theater program. And I'm like, okay, do you want to work on your audition with me? And she's like, no, no, mom, I'm that's like, weird. You're right, I get it, I totally get it. I don't take it personally. I know yeah. it's not me. It's just weird. So, so it must be that yeah.
2: age then, because like I like I said, I was around thirteen where I was just like, no, mom, like,
1: no, if you <laughs> want to be hatched. Yes, there's not. You suddenly are like, I, 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 actually don't have parents. This belly button, I don't know where it came from. It's weird. <laughs> I, I don't know how I got here, but those weird people that are like ten feet behind me, yeah. I don't know them.
2: It's know. yeah, it's such a weird thing. But I, you say you like to be in school. So how? I was, was just gonna ask something yeah. about that. Yeah. I
0: um, I thought it was really cool the way you were saying that you you in a way lived a normal life by going to school and stuff because a lot of the times you hear like ch- child actors and stuff they're homeschooled or they're like very sheltered and i feel like that could be very isolating and like you know being in a school system but as you got older was it tougher because with your stardom and your success were other kids like you know acted different towards you or like jealous of you like how was for that? sure
1: yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, I never had a school experience other than you know preschool when I was like three. But I never had a school experience starting with first grade, um, I, which I've I skipped into. Uh, I, I it was I was doing Full House the yeah. whole time. I was working the whole time, so I never really had like a normal thing to compare it to, but. One of the things that sort of the producers worked out was because we lived in Orange County and driving up to L.A. to be there at eight in the morning for me to be on set was we would have had to leave, you know, 6 Mm a.m. It was actually easier for me to go to school close to my house, get picked up in the morning and or get picked up at noon at like 1130 and drive and then be there for rehearsal in the afternoon. And I'm so grateful I got to do that. Um, that wasn't the case with everyone on set. And that wasn't, that's certainly not the case with a lot of kids in this business who are working consistently on a, on a series. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I like, I always got to experience real life, but it was, I never knew had anything to compare it to. And kids, you know, anything you stand out for, right? Yes. Like, even anything you don't stand out for, you're tall, you're short, you're, you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too the whatever like your name sounds like you know something yeah they'll make fun of anything anything yeah so you know as much as i loved what i did um of course there were times as a kid that you're like i just would love to be able to blend into the wall and not you know not know that when i walked into a classroom every head turned and was like oh oh my god you know and you'd hear it and it's that thing growing up and that you know you talk about it when you get sober too like not everyone's thinking about you you know when you walk into a room everyone's not talking about you and i was like well that's mostly true but also not entirely because yeah. that was my experience growing yeah. up and it is weird That's your entire life basically. that's all you know Right That's all you know Yeah you know you walk into a room and people do a double take yeah. and then from that moment on you have no privacy yes. so you you know it's you know that about yourself and growing up in that and knowing that um is, it's weird it's a it, being famous at a young age is definitely weird no matter how well it goes yeah i know that's that was going to be my next thing like when did you know like when you were like i'm famous or
2: people know me like what do you know what age or what what that moment was for you
1: i mean it, you know again because i don't really ever have a mem- many memories of life before i was on full house yeah True. how many oh, true. of us remember pre-five no. you, you know what i mean so right that's so true i was i don't really have many memories of my life without my full house family in it and a normal just regular whatever life. you know it was yeah. that was my life always um but it's funny because i never watched the show never as a kid no i didn't care that i was on tv well you like, already it wasn't i you already experienced it I, you know what <laughs> i i love what i do i don't I don't care about watching it or ha- even having like I love the art of it and the fun and the play and the creativity, but I don't need to watch it. I, it makes me uncomfortable. It feels weird <laughs> and narcissistic and like look at there.
2: I'm yeah. the same way. I've um, never, even I've as never, a kid, yeah, yeah, I'm the same
1: way. I can't watch even our podcast. Like and look, and there are right, and there are those people that love watching themselves, and then there are those of us that are like I would rather not because um, it makes me question my career choice. But I. <laughs> You know, I didn't watch it as a kid, so I, I read a lot. I was kind of a nerd. I like I played with Legos. I read a lot. Um, I, you know, was working. I was gonna say you were working. I was working an only so child. I was working so much. I traveled a lot. You know, once the the show went into a few seasons, I traveled a lot on weekends. Um, you know, I w- I I lived a sort of different life, and then I just wanted to go outside and play. Yeah. Like I wanted to go, you know, or play video games in my room. But I I didn't watch a lot of TV. I still don't watch a lot of TV. Um, which is funny because I meet relatively famous people, very famous people. And (laughs) I'm like, I have no idea who that was, (laughs) but it wasn't until like, I started not being able to go to the mall or out to eat without having someone take their take my picture or ask for an autograph. And that was the thing too, is it for better or worse, it was the day before social media and cell phone cameras. Yeah. So not everyone had a camera on them. So yeah. there was that, which was kind of nice. Yeah. But it did mean that people would come up into your space and ask for your autograph. So there yeah. was, well, there wasn't people just hovering around you like this all the time. There was definitely, you know, moments when you're taking a bite of a hamburger and someone's like, can I have your autograph? You know, I'm eating or I'm in the bathroom. People would follow you into the bathroom yeah. and do it Um as a kid, I was just say as Jeez. a child, adults, which is scary. Yeah, which is as a child, adults would follow you into the back. And My mom, I'll never get in Disney World. Went yeah. off on a lady like, "How dare you?" I guess you?
0: she should. Yeah, yes, yeah, lady, what
1: is wrong with you? Yes. If you're oh. watching this, what is wrong with you?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, now, <laughs> but you know, I would go and do appearances, and <laughs> there was one in Iowa where ten thousand people showed up, and they had to shut the mall down. I had to dress up like a boy. Be smuggled out by security, and my cousins and family live in Iowa, so they were there with me, oh yeah. my gosh. witnessing this. Weird, and I was like, you know, nine, ten. Yeah, it was on the local news that like people were mad that that you know I didn't stay because the fire marshal shut it down, and, they, oh and I felt was like, but it wasn't me. Like I would have stayed. I would, you know, and yeah. and those things that like at nine or ten, you really don't have to deal with. Yes. Um, yes. It's easy those were the things that kind of went like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. I don't, okay. And I don't know that I ever really knew how to process it or what to do with it. I don't know that anyone ever really does. Like that's-
0: It's such an unnatural thing, right? It's- it's
1: Fame fame and fame, particularly for people now with social media and cell phone cameras and just no privacy and all of that. Like it's, I, I don't think it helps really anyone. Yeah, I don't don't think it's good for anyone's mental health. I don't I it's 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 a double edged sword, you know, and growing up in it. I feel fortunate that I grew up in a time that I at least made it through some of my 20s without cell phone cameras. You know what I mean? Yeah. And (laughs) no. And I, I don't know that I'd want to be famous as a young person now. Because like it would be really really hard.
2: Yeah, these kids go anywhere, and it's they can be filmed. Anything you say, anything you
1: do, is twisted. Snapped is posted is twisted is, and you you know you live your whole life as a performance. Yeah, and that's it's heavy that weighs a lot on you it is yeah
0: and even like abby and i like the small success we've had on on tiktok where a lot of people are right like we're in our own home like living a pretty normal life and then we experienced it like after covid when things started opening up we would go out and all of a sudden it was like people were filming us, people were like coming up to us, and we're like, we just took videos just like, in our room. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was crazy. And then <laughs> right. it, you know, but it's a different experience for us because we're we're now very protective of our daughter Poppy. So when we're out and stuff and people are like, can I get a picture? We always make sure Poppy's out of the picture. Or If they want a picture right. with both of us, I'll take Poppy somewhere else. We just don't want her in random people's right. pictures. Um, but I think looking at it now, like I'm going to be 33, Abby's 26. Yes. So I think when I look at it now, like when we're out and people want to come take a picture, I feel like I'm just this old dad. It's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, that's nice. But then at the same rate, it's like, it's your space, you know, and I'm a very like anxious person. And like, sometimes I don't feel as outgoing. Like people will come up and like, if I'm having a panic attack, I'm like, I got to get out of here. You know, so it's just like tough sometimes, but.
1: This business and and growing up in it for better or worse, you learn to you know I I have learned to be like okay mid panic attack like okay we put that in a box and let's be, you know what I mean and then we go and do this yeah. and like it's not always healthy yeah <laughs> um but and I've I you know I I think as a forty one year old woman I've spent a lot of the last fifteen years undoing some of those patterns that I learned as a kid yeah. that I don't think came necessarily just from being in this business but. It didn't help. It did help. You know. Yeah. yeah. It didn't yeah. help certain things. Um, but like I always say, too, you know, I was really lucky. I loved my experience in this in this business. I grew up with a family, my full house family, who I love dearly, who I still see to this day, and who I, I like were so wonderful and supportive. Adults, kids, everyone. So that's also rare. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I know yeah. that my experience in this business as a kid growing up and having fun and enjoying it and having my parents not be crazy people who exploited me or took my money or whatever and working with a cast of people who loved me and you know all that like I actually had a really great experience Mm -hmm. um relatively speaking but that this business comes Mm -hmm. with things that you can't ever prepare for at all yeah you know it's a weird it's a weird
2: animal and so when did the show officially how many seasons did it run
1: I I'm we did 8 seasons okay. of Full House. Okay, So that ended uh, I was 13 when it ended. What year was it? And was we, just just starting year? high school. It was 94. 94. And you know what's crazy? I was 94. born I
2: was born in 96 and you I would have thought your oh. show I would have thought your show was like I graduated high school in 99. <laughs> Hold on.
1: I I'm so used to everyone being older than me cuz I'm very young and you're, you <sighs> are very I'm, young. I'm old. No. No, you're very But young. you're very much younger than me. Well, if
0: it if it makes any light I Jody I like you know you said you never watched it so I grew up watching Full House I had two older sisters eight years older and five years older and my sisters reminded me of Stephanie and DJ and so we would always watch it and no matter what happened in the day that show I would always watch it and it brought like a sense of uh laughter fun and safety to my world so as my personal experience I just wanted to let you know that I loved watching the show and it brought a sense of calmness and happiness to me so I just want to let you know that. Good. Yeah,
2: and I was gonna say like same, Aww, same thing, but I'm just I'm just saying it's like crazy to me because the show ended before I was even born. But like I <laughs> yeah 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 I was literally like thought you g- it was running at the same time you that are, my life. The you know?
1: show has has never been off the air yeah. since it came on in 1986. It has been on the air. Uh, either nick at night in syndication yes, yes. abc something or, or multiple channels at once um it, it's still on the air now and you know uh i think it's on lifetime no gac i think it's has everywhere it. well, it's on something um, else because it's over,
0: over christmas i it's was very on. sick and i kid you not I put on full house because it makes me feel warm inside. Yeah. And yeah. I watched the episode where Jesse made the backyard snow for Becky because she couldn't have a, a white right. Christmas. And I watched that right, episode. Right, right,
1: right. Because that's super easy to do in San Francisco. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. No job. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I like, I have had such a positive experience being a part of that show because yeah. it did mean so much to so many people. Yeah. And so many people grew up with it. So many generations. That, like, exactly. There are kids now that have been born in the last five years that started watching Fuller, Fuller House yep. and thought that was the original yeah. series. And then when they found out that there was a whole other one from when we were little, yeah, then Same. they go back and find that and start from the beginning again. So it's like it it's it will it will never go away. It'll it'll never Stephanie will never die. No uh, you it, know, she, she like, you know, it will be in perpetuity. And I love that. I mean I get messages from people in Saudi Arabia and like People who I follow now, who are really like well known and famous in different areas, who will message me and be like, "Oh my god, you follow me?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You're like world renowned, blah blah blah." You know, yeah. author this, whatever. And they're like, "You don't know." I w- in like in Japan or in Saudi Arabia or in Germany or in whatever. I grew up watching Full House. Yeah. So cool, yeah, like yeah. or when I came to this country, I learned English watching Full House. Like really cool. how many times I hear that story? Just it. It's been such. A huge, important part of so many people's lives exactly. all over the world, which is wild mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, um, that I like. I can't help but just. I'm like so grateful for that. How many shows do exist no. that live in that side in that type of
2: category? War, it, like, yeah, it, no, it, category. it's not many. Not many.
1: No, and that's why. So. Right
2: show um wrapped and then you went back you were in high school or did you go back to high school at the time
1: i had just started high school so i was in eighth grade okay. show ended summer all of that and then i started um high school started ninth grade okay uh, right after the show had ended and i was in a performing arts high school it was like a sort of a blended it was we had the performing arts Uh, orange county high school for the arts in the afternoon so i was there from one to like six and then i did all my academic stuff in the morning but they were sort of connected on the same campus anyway that was what i wanted to do i was in musical theater i loved it it was fun it was you know i was still getting to be creative i'm still auditioning here and there um i was doing guest appearances on things on um did a couple episodes of Yes, Dear. I did um, when I was a little older. I did like five episodes of Party of Five. Um Yeah, I, 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 definitely kept working professionally, but really enjoyed just being a part of my musical theater community in my, you know, my performing arts school. Yeah, and then you and, and we yeah. had like a fair amount of professional kids in the school that would. I would know. say
2: that sounds really cool. I, 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 I feel like the, yeah, like, like those type of schools just exist in movies to me because like. We don't really have – I grew up right. in a very, very it's, small town. So, like, that just doesn't exist. So.
1: Well, and this was, you know, gosh, in the 90s. And they've since now moved, and it's, like, full fame school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they have their own campus, and people are just grand jetting through the <laughs> um, we, we had to do that, but we were still kind of in the mix with, like – the peer the jocks and the yeah, donors yeah. and the, the you know and like all of that so um we were we were the nerdy theater kids but okay it was
2: fun. so after high school after college what what were you what was the goals for you like what did you
1: uh you know i always wanted to go to college yeah. um that was always my plan i um i always did well in school um years later i've now come to find out i had undiagnosed adhd as a kid um uh-huh. But the environment that I grew up in was such a great one for it um, that I always excelled in school and I knew it was something I loved. So I decided to go to school. Um, I went to college. Um, Things got a little rough. Uh, I got sober for the first time at 18 and was still in school. And um, I graduated with a uh, a degree in elementary uh, liberal studies with an emphasis in elementary education and a history minor. So I was going to be an elementary teacher. Yeah. I had worked in schools and things like that. I got married for the first time when I was 20, which now I'm like, but you were a baby. (laughs) Like I look at my girls, I'm like, baby, no, no, no. (laughs) Um, But you know, I I mean, I had lived, I'd had a You had so much life before that. You had so much life. (laughs) I graduated college. Like that was the next thing, you know, like what else? You know, it wasn't like, I was like, I'm going to go be career focused. I was yeah. like, well, shit, I retired, you know, <laughs> like it was because
2: that's um, the thing. not many people can say they had the career you had at 20 years old. Like you, you, you like
1: you said, you already like right. did it. And you I, were... I, had d- I had done it by the yeah. time I was 13. I'd had a, you know, eight series, eight season, really successful series. Yeah. Like <sighs> that is very rare. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I was like, okay, well, let the- go on to the next thing. Yeah. And you know, my twenties were, I think for most uh, as they are for a lot of us to one degree or another, just a, uh, a, a series of unfortunate events. Yes. Uh, no, it was <laughs> guilty, but you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, as we all are. And thank God the, the three of us have all survived them and yeah. gotten through it. And yeah. now that I know that like the brain isn't really developed till 26, I'm like that all totally mm-hmm. tracks. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. Um, and you know, and then I had kids and then like I I wasn't working professionally anymore and you know after a decade of my 20s spent you know going to treatment here and there and sober living and paying for that and then being stupid with money and you know making really poor real estate uh purchases and all that <laughs> yeah.
0: you know yeah. shit doesn't
1: last forever yeah. um yeah and and I, I'm like okay so you get to work um and I was always really lucky and I think because I grew up with normal parents my dad was like worked in Long Beach Harbor and then was you know had his own construction business mm. um I and my mom was like stay at home mom like I learned you just jump in and do it like yeah. if work needs to be done just get in and do it there's no ego about it there's no like oh but I'm no yeah I needed a job and I had to start at the bottom and I worked in um I worked in drug and alcohol treatment, you know, because of all my experience, that was the thing that I wanted to go into next. Um, I thought, well, if I can't. Well, I think that's amazing. um, I think it's it's truly amazing. Yeah, I was like, if I'm not going to be an entertainer, um, I still know that I can connect with people. And this is something that is really important to me and mental health is really important to me. And so, you know, I started working for 10 bucks an hour emptying trash cans and being a tech at a super high-end treatment center, which was always fun when people would start like sobering up and realizing like, are you (laughs) am I just really like not with it yet and I was like no you are it's not a fever dream (laughs) you're not detoxing it's me you're like I'm here um right but I loved what I did I worked in in treatment um you know and I moved into more of the operation side I found an entire skill set over the like six or so years that I worked in treatment where I started like running you know all the operations I was you know had a staff of over 100 people working for me I had you know I went into positions that I never thought I could do because I didn't think that was how my brain worked yeah I thought I was creative so I'm not good at this or you know I don't know I've never been a leader I'm good at you know acting and performing and being told what to do yeah um and so I found that and honestly when I look at that now and where I'm at with Acting and now directing and doing all that. So many of those skills were things and confidence that I learned in that arena that I've now been able to take, like, oh, I know how to be a good leader and not, you know, a terrible director who just, you know, demand like I know, like so many of those skills have yes. transferred. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so glad I had a normal life. Yes. And I also know, like, no matter what happens. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. I've got other, like I can do so many other things and I have normal life and like normal life is fine. Exactly. It's great. It's lovely, you know? Exactly. And uh, I learned to really appreciate all of that and then got the opportunity to come back and do Fuller House like as a kind of a whole new person, as a person who had had success and then had some struggles and then figured out what the important stuff was and Mm -hmm. then got to kind of come back and do it all over again with a new perspective and Mm -hmm. uh I'm so glad that it went in that order life
2: is life is crazy just little background I don't know if you know I I preach and live by a sober life um he changed my life and because of that um I didn't have to go to treatment or anything but if it wasn't for him I might have ended up at that space um so i think like i said i think it's amazing and similar situation i was modeling i got dropped by all my agencies because of what i was doing and the life i was living and then met josh and completely changed my life got back into modeling i was full-time modeling traveling the world um so it just shows you how crazy like and it's a
1: different it's such a different perspective when you realize like oh wait all of this stuff like i you know, when I was working in treatment, like I, I got in a car accident. I was it. I couldn't afford to buy another car. Like my car was totaled. I couldn't afford a new one. I owed, you know, taxes on something else. I, like, you know, Robin Peter to pay Paul. Trying to just make yeah. ends meet. Yeah. Um, and then going through multiple divorces and being a single mom and living in a one bedroom apartment with a toddler. You know, with a toddler and a kindergartner yeah. and figuring that out. Um, I'm so glad that I got those life experiences um because I also now have like such there I've lived a, a huge life you yeah. know I've lived multiple yeah. lifetimes you've lived multiple lifetimes and I think everyone has in some yeah. in somewhere or another some of us more clear you know black and white different lifetimes than others but it's uh, it's it's a gift you know yeah, and exactly. it especially seems, seems to, to like a our
0: resilience for you to just keep pushing forward you know and just keep keep going, you know, uh, no matter how bad things get, you just kept going, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I actually, I was actually talking to my therapist about this the other day. Uh, no, I, I was, I was talking to some friends and, and my therapist about it, but, um, you know, and the amount of resiliency that I have had to have, uh, over the years, um, you know, things that I've gone through publicly and things that I've gone through privately, um, have required, An amount of resiliency that I think if you asked me ahead of time, if I could go through, walk through some of those things, I would tell you, I don't think I would be able to make it through. Um, And when I look back, I go, I've made it through multiple things like that. And it's hard sometimes because I have lost friends um, who I thought had that resiliency, Mm -hmm. who I thought um, could walk through anything. And sometimes it feels like what? What makes me that person? Why, yeah. you know, why did I why did I choose to be strong mm-hmm. and walk keep walking? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know there's an some answer of
0: us, for why one or the I, other, I don't but. know
1: why, uh, but I do know that um, I do know that no matter what I can walk into a situation and just at least try not to make it worse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I've done that a lot of my life. And so now I'm like, okay, let me just, whatever I have to walk through, let me like just try and do it and realize like, I'll make it through to the other side. I have been through so many things that sucked and we'll make it through. And I think it's just beautiful and amazing that you share your story
2: and you're open about it because you don't know how many people Are going through similar things and need someone like you to look up to to know that you know it does get better and look like you said you went from that and then fuller house came along and dancing with the
1: stars and
2: yes and you know yeah hollywood darling yes like all this all of these
1: things like i said like it all just once i was sort of in the right place to show up in a space of gratitude and appreciation and understanding and not gripping it so tightly because I was afraid Mm -hmm. it was like life just unfolded. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and learning to be in that acceptance and that like, okay, it feels awful right now, but I know I can get through. And then taking that and sharing it with other people. Like if I go through all that myself and I go through all that bullshit, but I don't then turn around and go, Hey, I survived. I survived that. Oh, you think that's that? Like you got this, you can do it and make other people feel not alone and not ashamed if i can make if i can help people drop the shame
0: mm-hmm.
1: of addiction uh, sexual trauma emotional abuse whatever that like that's the thing that ki- that kills us is yep. the shame
0: yeah
1: yep um it's not the it's not the connecting with other people when we share our story sharing our secrets isn't what isn't what kills us it's holding on to them Mm -hmm. and I learned that through so many years uh, you know like I said I got sober the first time at 18 and then just in life you learn like I I can either keep all of this or I can figure out why I had to do this and how I can use it to serve other people and to be of service to other people and that's that's what I do and and I can laugh at it now. Yeah. And that is, I think the ultimate thing that continues my resiliency is that I know, oh my God, I am laughing at stories now that in the moment I was on my knees, like just going, I can't, I, this is sobbing. I can't, I'm not gonna make it through. Yeah. And now I can look at it and be like, <laughs> I can't believe you got yourself into that mess. You know, and yeah. laugh at it yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore when in that moment, it was gonna kill me, yeah. that was it. It yeah. was a, It was an unsurvivable feeling and no, none of the feelings are unsurvivable. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know? Yeah, no. and I so, think too, like, um, that's like you're almost like a beacon of light, you know, sharing your story because like as we share everything now online and as you've seen from the 90s to where we are now with social media, you know, a lot of people are, are you know looking up to you or looking up to us, and they're like, "Wow, like I'm very open about my panic disorder and all my other stuff that I've had my whole oh, life." Oh yeah,
1: me too. I'm an anxiety ridden disaster. Yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah. We
0: I'm also mess. we yeah, also think
2: that Josh has undiagnosed ADHD. I'm I am convinced. I want him to get 100.
0: I, mean, I just got
1: diagnosed in the last. I've talked about it on the Breakdown, but yeah. I I just got diagnosed, and all of a sudden, I'm not I'm not kidding you, Josh. Like my life started to make sense in like huge, huge huge ways. <laughs> Please let us... In a huge we'll way. You said you yeah. talked and about it on the podcast because we'll
2: listen to it because he needs... Yes, he on needs my
1: and podcast, Bialik Breakdown, um, I talked about it. And just, same with her. And a yeah. lot... Like, it's, it's a huge thing. And we'll talk about it after the show. Yes. We won't go on it yeah. right now. But <laughs> I relate to you. And I also when i got diagnosed I was like do i do i say it, do I yeah. say it? I and then i was like yes yes yeah. of course i'm yes. sure there's other 41 year old women out there who are like oh my god yeah yeah me too
0: yeah yeah and like the yeah. reason too like i i you know wanted to be more open obviously i got more confident as my life progressed you know found abby and like started really getting more comfortable in my skin not wearing what other people you know thought but like to your point when i finally Took off that shame and embarrassment of having panic disorder, especially as a male, because you know, you know, it was For very, sure. yeah. and I was playing hockey. Yeah, mental I was health
1: in, is very hard. Yeah, yes. i like yes. kept really it trapped
0: hard. in. It felt like this crazy, weak secret when in turn there right. was nothing weak about it. Um, yeah, but yeah. I. I just. Wanted I'm a to be,
1: female, and I do the same thing to myself, where I'm yeah. like, "Quit being a
0: little bit." Yeah, and, there's you know, that and inner I'm like, voice. "Oh my it's god!" Like, and it's like not I'm okay like, oh, to I'm feel that way.
1: Feeling. <laughs> yeah. No, no exactly. And
0: um, I think too. To uh, the point I was making was. When I was like 10, 11 years old, you know, I went down, I, I was like, I told my parents, like, I'm, I'm having these feelings, like getting, I like, feel like I'm dying and like, you know, my heart's going to explode and I, I can't go to school anymore and all this stuff. And like, we went online and typed in like panic disorder help. And it was like, call this number, pay thirty nine ninety nine to cure your panic disorder. And it was just like, once I started hearing stories of other people who I looked up to, like famous people and they had this and my mom, I remember one time told me, uh, this one musician, I don't remember who it was at the time. She's like, Oh, he has, you know, pink and He plays in front of thousands of people. It was, I was like, I,
2: I don't know if I th- mm-hmm. thought it was Adele. Remember Adele came out? I, yeah, I, but Adele it wasn't that does, one, but like,
0: yeah, a lot of people Kat power used yeah. to play
1: with their back to the audience. Yeah. You know, it's a, like, it's yeah. a normal a thing, especially when people. you're put, every performer. Yeah. Yes, especially yep.
0: when you're putting yourself in this right unnatural position, you know, that fight or flight happens and we don't know really how to, portray but what I'm saying is I think it's important we share our stories so there's other people I get dms all the time like from from men you know and and uh females as well and like hey your story really helps like I appreciate you sharing it and um you know asking me for advice and all I say is like hey it's great to consult a doctor but you know I I wish the best for you and because I'm like I can't give you professional advice yeah
1: you're like I don't I can offer no professional advice you know my my husband is a, a social worker and a therapist and works in treatment uh as well and You know, he I love watching what he does because he also has become really a really vocal advocate on his social media and publicly and in what he does for men and mental health and breaking that stigma. And, it, you know, it's it's mental health alone. People like, but you look fine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, if you could only see the inside. (laughs) But it's such a stigma. And for men, it really, really is. And we see what happens when men don't get. Yeah proper mental health stigma it comes out in a lot of really awful ways that affect everyone for sure yeah no and i know
2: this is like we're trying that was a great conversation and like i said thank you for talking about it sharing your story so absolutely we are now uh fuller house um yes n- now pivoting into movies yeah, pivoting into
0: hallmark, hallmark. movies
1: Yep. Now, so once I started doing, uh, once Fuller House came back, like you said, there were a lot of things I got to do dancing with the stars. Um, I did two seasons of a show called Hollywood Darlings. That was me, Christine Lakin and Beverly Mitchell. And it was sort of like curbed your enthusiasm in that it was all improvised. Um, Mm. So we just got to go and play and have fun. And we, you know, were um, co-creators on the show and executive producers. And so that was an amazing experience. I was doing two shows, you know, at once and then I got to direct an episode of Fuller mm-hmm. House, That's and awesome. that for me was a huge moment. That had been uh, full circle, like
0: in that position, then, right?
1: Really full. It really was because when I started out college, um, uh, I thought I was supposed to be a film major. Like that was because of what I did. So I was. A, I, that was what I wrote down. And my first semester was really hard. I was really struggling. And I just had this idea that like, oh, all these other people, they're better than I am. They're more creative than I am. They're going to do, they, they know what they're doing. Never mind that I'd been in the business, you know, so I gave up on that. And I thought, well, that's not for me. Film school isn't for me. I'm not that talented. And so then when I came back and directed an episode of Fuller, feeling so confident in my abilities and knowing that I knew what I was doing and that. I was learning, but I also had 35 years of experience like inhabiting my body that I could trust uh, and coming to that point. That was amazing because, you know, now I'm getting uh, to uh, direct you know um, a, a TV movie later this year, hopefully two of them. Um, I've been doing a bunch of Hallmark movies. There's a ton of Christmas ones. Uh, I'm Lovers. doing a, a Hallmark mystery movie. I actually oh. in, uh in a week to go okay. shoot that um so you know i'm doing a lot of uh writing yeah just trying to say yes to things 2023 i've decided is my year of just go my year of yes and like just try it you know you also you also
0: have a show you have a show coming up march 11th i believe at the comedy store right do you want to touch on that do Mm.
1: yes i would love to march 11th uh at the comedy store here in la on sunset boulevard uh, I am doing a show Saturday, March 11th at 10 30 p.m. in the Belly Room, which is upstairs. It's the second show uh, that we are doing called Family Dinner. It's me and a bunch of uh, stand up comedians. Steph Tolov is going to be on there. Um, we had our first guests for Atsuko Okatsuka, who just has a special out, um, Chris Fairbanks, and Daniel Webb. And we are um, we have uh, Steph Tolov and uh, a couple more that we're working on getting in, in March. So it's going to be really fun. It's we bring food. We talk about like what our childhoods were like and we include the audience and we it's like a very fun, raucous family dinner type thing with the, the kids table being the audience. So uh, sounds- I was going to say
0: day. we were going to, I was going to get on an airplane and we were going to fly out to come to the show, but we were going to be having a baby. 4 or 5 days later. So. Yeah, so
1: I don't know. If- <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, don't Yeah, yeah, you might it might become a real family dinner. Yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, for I don't yeah, I don't yeah, think my might, doctor would might. let me fly, but I'll probably drive, not. I'll drive. No.
0: will drive. Josh will drive. No problem drive. driving.
1: Um, yeah, no, don't fly, don't drive. We don't need car <laughs> we don't need a car, baby. No. Or anything, you know, just stay home and no. be ready. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm moving more into the like stand-up comedy space and doing a lot of comedy things and um That's being I've kind of really encouraged in that and um I always like to think that uh you know bob was always really supportive of my comedy and um and me being being funny and showing people that and he always would tell me really sweet wonderful encouraging words and so uh i've just decided i'm like you know what just go for it go this um, and like you said this is the year to say yes and just say yes try new things um go for what i want and like let the anxiety the anxiety will always be there i you know i It's always there. It doesn't go away. Every time I would go and do an episode of Fuller House and we'd walk out in front of the audience, I'd come back around, you know, after our intros and I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing because I I don't know my lines. What's my line? What's my first line? Where am I? Oh, my God. Like And would freak out. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I would do it. You know what I mean? And And then you're like, oh, okay, okay. And you get over it and then everything's fine. But no matter what, I will always blow something up into anxiety and then I go have fun and then it's, it's then I ride the roller coaster and it is what it is, you know. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Before you go out, you need to try the bear stance. What's
1: that?
0: You just do this to oh. the crowd oh. for like yeah. ten to twenty seconds. You do that, and then you walk out. That's what I did before tour when I walk on stage. I still had a couple panic attacks while performing, but it helped. So try
2: it. <laughs> is that <laughs> okay, just your the technique? bear just go yeah.
0: up. It's like a power yeah, it's a power thing. You just absorb the energy. <laughs> it's a power mo you yeah. for sure. Yeah, you just absorb like, the energy. Up? You're like, it All yeah. of it. <laughs> I know my lines, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. This is my show.
1: Right. Oh my right. See, that's the thing is I can be standing there in the bear stance like <laughs> idiot. I don't right. So it's the inner voice that I'm you got, working yeah. on. Uh, yeah.
0: Positive. Affirmations. Yes.
1: So before we Yes, yes, yes.
2: Before we um wrap this up, this is so fun I to love learn this. Yeah, this is great everything upside. about your life and everything that you are doing and what you're gonna do in the future. We have a lot of young listeners following and I get a lot of messages like, how do I get into modeling? How do I get into acting? Do you have any advice for someone that wants to get into this career space? Oh,
1: I do. Yeah, I do. Um, If this is get into this career space, if it's something that you love so much that you can't. Yourself existing without some sort of creative outlet like that mm. because it takes that amount of love and passion and dedication. Because the word that you will most often hear in, in any creative business is no, in, in most businesses, but creative is so hard because you're like, let me audition for you, let me sing for you, let me, here's my art, my soul, my inner being. Um, and you have to be willing to put it out there and hear no and here not yet and here you're not right or whatever and be able to go, okay, what's next? You know, and that is such a crucial skill in this business. And also I would say before you get into this business, know your own worth Mm -hmm. and that fame does not give you any worth. It does not make you more special. It does not make you more important. It does not make you um, worthy of more love and more attention. It does not make you, uh, you know, it does not make you anything other than what you already are. So let it amplify all the really good things about you. You know, I, I, I always say that I, I don't think fame and money uh, change people. I think fame and money amplify who people truly are. And when you have when when you're someone who is you know maybe mildly narcissistic and who gets really famous in this business, you know it becomes all about that. And um, do this because it's what you love. It's what you want to create and create for yourself. You know, wow. and get used yeah. to know. Yeah, get used to yeah. Know.
0: yeah. How's that for an answer? <laughs> that <Abby>? was that
1: <laughs> was great. I know. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm awesome. So no, that, no, no, that was brain. like
0: you touched know. on everything. My brain
2: goes on a No, I was going to say that was the perfect response because that's, like I said, I'm not in the acting space, but modeling space, same situation. I tell everyone you have to have
0: confidence in
2: yourself, hearing no, hearing, but then I remember I say your team around you, whoever you're, you're represented by, they, they they're on your team, so they should be rooting for you, pushing for you. Right. If there's someone on there telling you something you don't believe in and what you don't believe in yourself, right. then they're not. It's not meant for you. So no, I think that's right. amazing, and I'm I'm excited to see your uh, you're your, like you said, you're going to film soon, and I can't wait to see the new yeah, some new movies, yeah. and directing. I'm and very then, excited. Next time you have a comedy, them? what where's it at again? Comedy. The comedy
0: store. Comedy store. Comedy store. store. Yeah. Comedy
2: store. Yep. Um, if you have another one
1: after March. We'll be there. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, we are yeah. planning. We're we're trying to make this kind of a monthly show. We're Fine. you know maybe hopefully gonna try and turn it into something bigger than that. But right now yeah. it's it's just a live show and it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: if you awesome. want to take it on tour, stop by Pittsburgh. We'll be yeah, here. We're- you know? There we go. <laughs> uh, you know what? I
1: actually have a a, a good friend of mine, uh, Steve Hofstetter, uh, has uh, he just built an incredible arts. Uh, Pittsburgh Arts uh, Center, there and does okay. a lot of stand up comedy and oh, all kinds of stuff. So awesome. I would totally come to come Pittsburgh. On tour, come on tour and come to Pittsburgh. Yeah.
0: It's the place. <laughs> Perfect. <you. laughs> all
1: right. Great. Awesome. <laughs> well, Jody, thank,
0: thank you. you so much for your time, Absolutely. sharing your story.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, uh, my that pleasure. Was... and
2: best of luck with the baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you yeah, so yeah. much. It's okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting. Yes. I'm yeah. just trying to forget that my, our life's going to change. You know, you got two kids. Oh,
1: yeah. Don't tell us anything. Don't tell me. Congratulations, you guys it's all it's all a thing yeah. it's all a thing that's what <laughs> exactly. it is
0: it is yeah thank you so much. well thank you for being on and My thanks pleasure, everyone you guys and this thank was you. another Absolutely. episode of Who Wears the Pants thank you bye bye <laughs>